You're listening to the Get Fucking Real Show. Strap in as your host, Lisa Cherney, takes you on a ride full of GFR moments. From powerful messages to exclusive interviews to untold stories of super shitty moments before big successes. And even real-life confessions. Lisa's been mentoring millionaire entrepreneurs for over 20 years, coaching top coaches and tapping her mighty woo-woo side to mentor the best of the best spiritual peeps. It's time to bring on the straight talk from successful, soulful entrepreneurs, inspiring you to live without regrets, to create your legacy, and be unapologetically you. And now, it's time to GFR. Life is too short to be a slave to your own dream Cause I'm working too hard And I want to feel so alive I jump out of bed because I love my life Living on my terms, I know that I will thrive Being myself, clarity will arrive So I'll send out and be J-U-I-C-Y Hello, hello. Welcome to the GFR show. If this is your first time with us, I am just delighted that Rhonda is going to be the first interview and your first experience with the show. And if you are a loyal listener, yay, I love my loyal listeners. So let's kick off our conversation with a question like we like to do here. And here it is. Do you carry shame with you? Do you connect with feeling shame? about something about yourself, something about your life. Well, Rhonda Liebig, our guest today, does. And she has connected her, the incidents, the things that happened in her life that created the shame to the way it manifests in her body and in her health. And now after being in the health and wellness industry for 20 years and in the business world for over 10 years, she is really taking a stand for people in listening to their body and connecting the dots between those things that happen in their life and how it expresses in their health. And she's using her wonderful platform of the Fresh Inspiration Show and her Vitality Heart Hub to unite speakers around the world. She calls it Speaker Locking Arms to be more in their own journey so that they can help others and feel more confident and more comfortable in their skin. And don't we all want that? (laughs) Part of Rhonda's story is that she was on thyroid medicine for 20 years and she discovered in her choice of going off the medicine a few years ago, she discovered how much it was masking some things that her body was trying to tell her, both in the healing of her shame and the way that was showing up in her business, in her life, in her relationships, and also with physical symptoms. So it's a beautiful, very vitality-rich conversation. She is a vitality expert, so that makes sense. And just a delight, and you'll feel her heart. And so much so that I confessed something. And it still feels, I was going to say, it felt really big in the moment, and it still feels somewhat big. And it's not that big, I guess, in the scheme of the things that have been confessed on this show. It isn't that big, but it's big because I have shame around it. So I hope I trust that 
I was meant to share it and that it will help some of you that are listening. It for sure helped me to confess it. And the confessions are so powerful. It's why we have our GFR squad and we take one of the GFR commandments each month and we focus on that confession question and we just create a safe space for people speaking their truth. There's just nothing quite like that, I think, for initiating healing. And that is what today's guest is all about. Welcome to the show, Ms. Rhonda Liebig. Miss Lisa Cherney, I'm excited to be here and ready to roll, my friend. I should say welcome back. You're one of the few guests that we've had back. Lisa, I feel so excited about this and very much have my hand over my heart saying I appreciate it because I love being in your space. Thank you, my friend. You're very welcome. I'm I'm excited. I And there's been a couple of people that I reached out to recently. And I was like, you know, now we're in our third year, over 100 episodes. And I, I feel like it's time to check back in with people because we're talking about our evolution, you know, what life throws at us. And since that never stops, <laughs> you know, it's fun to see how that informs, you know, people's lives and their work and all that. So I'm, I'm happy to have you back. Oh, Lisa, I have been doing so much growing. And I, I, you know, when we did this, it was probably two years ago, maybe. And, and I just, I could not see what was the healings and what's going on and a lot of the stuff of like, you know, intensity running a business and the things that are happening. So I appreciate being back. Yes. Yes. I'm excited. And I know, you know, we work together. You're a, a client and a friend. And I mean, most of my clients are also friends. It's just the weakness that I have. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously I have a front row seat, you know, and you have a front row seat to my life. And so, you know, that's also part of the reason I was inspired to say yes. When you said, I want to be on the show again, I was like, okay, because I know when you're in a space, like, you know, we have with Unmentor, like things evolve <laughs> things, you know, when you're, when you, and this is for, I think everybody that listens to this show is on an evolutionary path in some way, you know, being conscious to what life is saying, okay, time to grow in this area, even though it sucks a lot of the time. I think that that does create a lot of new narrative. And when, for those of us that are coaches and mentors and trainers, like we just integrate it, right. And then it goes into our work and that's really how we uplevel our work. So I for sure know you check that box. And so, yeah, I'm really excited to, and I'm excited to actually like tell your whole story to really, you know, go back. And I feel like, and I often don't get this level of insight with my guests is that I know that you've gone back to parts of your story, even new parts within the last year or two, where you're kind of like connecting dots, you know, it's like, oh, it's like we connect back into something that happened or a period of time in our lives. And all of a sudden there's like all of these dotted lines are, you know, connecting us right back to where we are now, almost in a, you know, kind of full circle type of way, but to integrate the experience and then sort of move forward with that transformation, really. So I know that that there's been a lot of that for you. You know, connecting those dots, what you're saying, it's like, it feels like there's like these new layers and like the rawness, like what you're saying, like, oh my God, that sucks. I have to visit that. But I like it in a way that, okay, so it feels crappy, but then I feel stronger 
in life, I feel like I communicate better. I feel like when I say something, it's coming from the heart instead of this filter that I had probably a couple of years ago when I was being interviewed. So I'm really excited to be here and see what shows up. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. Me too. Okay. So one of the things that I know that has shaped you a lot is an experience you had when you were like in the fourth grade. Can you tell us about that? Oh yeah. I, you know, in fourth grade, paint a little picture here a bit is was a time when I really started becoming aware of my world that I was doing a lot of things on my own. I was going and taking a a bus that took like, you know, an hour to get to school. And there's these things that were happening in my life that I feel like were more than just like a fourth grade time in my life. I felt like I was like an adult inside. And, but I did feel lost. And I had my best friend, Mary, who was always there for me. It was freakishly really cool. Because as soon as I get off the bus, my best friend Mary would be right there Aww. with her freckles and her red hair and blondish red hair. And she was 16 and I was in fourth grade and she was like my mama to me. She was like my first mentor. I, I, I really leaned towards women and then being my mentor. I just love that. So Mary was there for me all the time. And it was wonderful because I felt kind of lonely at that time getting myself ready. I had my brother with me and my brother was there for me. And that's why we bond so well. And I did that with Mary. I bonded with Mary. I wanted, to, I, she was like my superstar friend. She just seemed so flowy and loving and loving life. And it helped me understand. I need to take a step back and love life. So I didn't even feel like I was showing up as a fourth grader. So that's where I was at that time. And my best friend was always there for me. There was a morning that I discovered like there's this large, big sound and it didn't seem like it was like right at my front door, but it felt like something big in the world just happened and it happened and it was related with me. And I, and I never had this experience before, but I felt sad right away. And I had goosebumps and I went to my brother and I said, my gosh, did, did you, Dawn, did you hear that sound? And he was like, yeah, but he was the one that always watched over me, kind of like an adult. He's about two years older than me. And he said, yeah, but, you know, no big deal, whatever. And, and I still felt something very deep. So we took the bus and we went to we went to school. And but before we got to school, that bus got redirected into an area that we've never gone before and had the chills really, really bad. And I knew something that affected me was going on. Later on, I found out that my best friend did not meet me after school and I still had the chills and I'm like, okay, where's Mary? But it wasn't just like, where's Mary? It was a panic. It started connecting with those chills. Well, what I found out is that my best friend, really, Lisa was not around anymore. And I didn't know that. I, but I knew, I knew something about that that was connected with that 6 a.m. in the morning, kind of a big sound. I found out that my best friend, she passed away that day. And her dad decided that it was time for him to leave and her to exit this world because he wasn't getting along with the fact that him and his wife were getting a divorce. He loved Mary so much. He was going to take her to school and he built a bomb and my best friend was gone. Oh my so gosh. Yeah. In fourth grade, I, 
I sat with as much as I understood that I should, quote unquote, should. Because I didn't want to feel sorry for myself. That was a time when I felt like you better be bold. You're taking care of yourself. You're an adult here, you know, fourth grade, but really acting like an adult. My best friend's gone. And so I sat with that and I started getting really upset. And it wasn't because of me being upset, like, oh, Rhonda, are you going to be okay? Because I didn't understand that there were tools that I really need to be leaning in on to manage that my best friend was there with me every day after school and we got to hang out together. I was very scared for her family. I wanted to know more about them, but I never took the time to understand my journey. So yeah, in fourth grade, I lost my best friend, but I did notice, Lisa, that there were things that happened in my body that changed. And one of them was that I, now I realized connecting the dots, like what we were talking about earlier, I could feel my stomach starting to bloat. Every time I ate, every time I got upset, and it never did it before that. And I didn't understand that's what was happening because I didn't have any of the tools to understand Oh, Rhonda, listen to yourself. Are you okay? What do you need? And so what was happening for me is physically, there were elements that were showing up, like what I said, bloating. I all of a sudden, it separated me from everybody. I thought there was something wrong with me. I didn't understand to connect the dots. My best friend's gone. There's something going on. How can we, t- how can we manage this? So I lived my life where at the, that was the beginning stages that I can remember. Besides, we'll talk about maybe some other things that will come up about my earlier life. But that was when I started noticing some of my health shifting. And I didn't know that I needed to look back and look at myself and, and start healing from something that was massively scary for me, that I was not in this world with my best friend that always had my back. Yeah. Is it an oversimplification to say that it was the impact of the stress of that event on your body? Lisa, I really tell you, and actually I'm saying Lisa, but I'm, I mean, the viewers that are listening, if if you could just hear this out, I've been in the health industry for, for 20 years. And, you know, if we really do, like we said earlier, connect the dots, it is simple like that. The thing is, is that I didn't realize that this was going to affect moving forward this was going to affect me really understanding that our bodies are emotional bodies so everything that i'm going through right now is something that my body's experiencing so to we do want to look at that we want to see like what are the things that happen in our life that do something different chemically in our life so i started feeling different I started questioning if so many things about myself emotionally, it, more insecurity start showing up for me. I felt very lost and I didn't know how to explain it to anybody. I didn't know how to say that even, which sounds so basic right now. It's so simple, but I didn't have the skill to do that. Yeah. And it's one of those things where now us as parents, because we have our daughters around the same age and you have a son that's a little bit older, you know, high school age kids and your son graduated this year, right? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. My lovely cute boy. Oh yeah. You know, as parents, conscious, aware parents, you know, we know that our, you know, we know to support our kids when they have some traumatic event, but our parents weren't as connected to that. 
And it sounds like it wasn't like your parents said, oh my God, we need to put her in therapy. <laughs> yeah. And my mama was working in the evening. So like all the stuff I was doing, I was thinking, you know, when you're at that age and no matter what age, but, th- but I thought I was like doing good, taking care of myself. So the whole right. mentality was, I didn't even know how to even ask for help. But in those times, therapy was kind of new or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what other key things do you think impacted you as a child that sort of added to the experiences in in your body that you were sort of later unraveling? There are things that I've talked about to people that was just so nonchalant and thought, well, hey, I'm dealing with some things that happened when I was younger. And I do want to go there for a moment or even longer. <laughs> but when I was younger, I had a couple incidents and these incidents changed the whole thing about how I even looked at my body, to how nice I was being to myself, to blaming myself for things. And it has to do with that. I had some people in my family that I got really hurt from molested. And the thing that really confuses me and confuses scenarios that that that's hard to understand that that is molestation bad when you're younger it's like okay so it feels uncomfortable it shouldn't be happening first I trusted you know kind of went there and then it's so easy to be mad at myself because I'm thinking this is a really bad thing and in truth yes it is but I was like about four years old and up till 12, just different incidents that happened that I realized as a very lost, I had these very lost feelings inside. So I have all my life dealt with being insecure. And that was one of the things that came out of the scenarios, me questioning myself, is this a bad thing or a good thing that this happened because somebody liked me. And so I recognized that I was looking for attention as a, as a kid and so that kind of made me question this person that i was trusting and so it even affected my relationships so my relationships and lisa we've talked about this relationships for me i still feel like i'm a very young and at that and sometimes i ask questions about it like am i doing this right and it seems like such an easy question and i never used to ask those questions because i didn't know to ask the questions about i'm in a situation where somebody is saying that they're going to take care of something. And it, it was around business stuff, I remember. And when I was a kid, to, to kind of bring this together, is I was questioning myself all the time about like my emotions and you know it, and what I felt, was it true? Or was I, was I making a story up about it? And those scenarios happened when I was younger. So as an adult, these things were happening where I'd get in these scenarios business structure and somebody would say okay i'm gonna you know we take care of this and i'll take care of that for you and it wouldn't happen and i'd start questioning myself and so it hurt me in a way of not running business the way that i know that i can so in my powerful moments doing my morning structure of you know whatever going out being in nature lifting weights going in the pool doing all those things well i felt really good but as soon as i left that experience, the same me showed up 
And so I got to have these great conversations with you talking about that this doesn't feel right in business. And I want to understand, am I running my business the way that I think does not feel right? And so that's why I'm glad you brought up the stuff about when I was younger, because that really affected my health as I'm going through and even today at 53. And has it, how has it affected my relationships? How has it affected business? Yeah. And so those all come from how I'm showing up today and having these great conversations, but also having the supporters, having a coach around, having somebody that I get to talk to these things I was embarrassed about asking about, about a basic relationship that maybe it sunk at my growth and I didn't know how to deal with certain things. I really appreciate the way that you, I'm going to say classified or contextualized the impact of early childhood trauma, particularly in this case, molestation, and how it had you question really like your whole world in terms of like, is this right? Is this wrong? And if it is wrong and I trusted this person, this is something that I did. And so therefore I'm questioning myself. And I feel like it's a really important narrative that you are illuminating in the way that those types of things impact us as adults or, you know, through our young adults into, you know, older adults. And to take that experience of you having those experiences with somebody that you trust when you're a child and then being in business and saying, wait, I trusted this person in business. And it kind of seems like they're not following through and keeping their promises with me, but like, is it maybe me? Is it my expectations wrong? And, and I remember when we, like, there was a period of time where there was a couple vendors and and people that you were doing business with that you, like your intuition was like, this isn't totally feeling right. And it was wonderful that you had, you know, me and the unmentor pod that you're in to be like, no, that, that, no, they're not, that's not right. (laughs) Kick them to the curb and you can do better. And, and as soon as you, as soon as, and I think those of us that have had these type of situations and kind of like go inward and question ourselves, like we do need someone or a community to affirm and like help us sort of reprogram and let go and like come back to wholeness in terms of weight. Okay. My intuition is right. This person isn't treating me well. It isn't me. So I just, I feel like it's important to really kind of underscore what you're saying, because I, I feel like one of the biggest challenges with us integrating childhood trauma is seeing how it is showing up in our lives as adults, impacting our health as well as our self-image. So I really appreciate you bringing that up. It affected my intuition. I thought I was a badass, you know, entrepreneur, but the results were not always there. And I was like, what is going on? What am I not stepping into? I'm doing my morning routine. I feel high level. I feel like I'm stepping into this stuff and people on the outside are thinking I'm just, you know, this rock star, which I love. <laughs> I know you are, rock stars here. <laughs> but the intuition and the pain that our body goes through, like earlier, I was talking about the, that our body is an emotional body. So if, if I'm muffled and I'm not speaking my truth because I'm questioning my intuition, I, I don't understand relationships. I'm bringing relationships in that are not serving me personally. 
and that are not serving my business. Well, that's all as one. But I mean, that's me speaking now and being able to put the dots together and ask all those questions. But if I can't run a business, that means I mean, and the, the level that I am working at and my goals, well, why am I not getting there? Because these things that I didn't understand were right there in my way. And so to have the safety, to be able to ask those questions that maybe feel embarrassing because I've been in the scenarios over and over, it stopped me from using my vocals when it was time to use my vocals. And so when I was 29, I ended up on hypothyroid medicine. And it doesn't run in our family. I mean, I was like the first person to ever be on this medicine. So the, the stuff that really affects our family is heart stuff, which is kind of the same area. It's all around the conversation area and the communication, same kind of area. And I really understand that now, but I was on medicine at 29 because I couldn't understand the questions I needed to ask in my fourth grade year when that was happening, when the molestation was happening, I didn't know that my vocals were shut off. My throat would hurt every single year around December because I wanted to ask for certain things because I believed that, you know, oh my gosh, it's Christmas time. I get to ask all these wonderful things of like presents I want, but my vocals would shudder because like, how dare I ask for anything? Because there were these things in my brain of saying, you're small, you don't, you don't deserve this stuff. And it has to do with the timeline of these things that happened. And then how I'm reacting to things, I'm restating that in my body. And so now I understand that I can feel some major deep pain. And I'm like, well, where does, like, logically, how does my body know how to get to that depth of pain? Well, the pain- Emotional pain or physical pain are you talking about? Oh gosh, thank you for saying that. Both. Emotionally, it brought me back to my earlier days in molestation. So if something didn't go right, I would shame myself. Okay, so emotionally, I would be back to that four-year-old child. It physically, I could feel on my skin the yucky that I felt when I was four years old because my body knows how to get there because that was the worst pain I ever felt in my life. And so my shaming would push me down to that and I had to find my way back, but I didn't know how to talk about it with anybody because I did not connect the dots. So at 29, I ended up on hypothyroid medicine and I took it every day for 20 years because I knew that it helped me get through things, but it didn't help me ask those questions. It didn't help me heal. It brought me and kept me in emotional body while this medicine kept biologically helping me show up every day but I was still in so much pain and didn't understand it until I start questioning it. Yeah. And it's such a common, common thing in our society to treat the symptom, a physical symptom, and to maybe get a little bit to the root of the source of the physical symptom, but to not necessarily connect it with emotional trauma. So I'm going to confess something. I'm struggling with acid reflux right now. And it started coincidentally or not coincidentally. And you all may be surprised to hear that I just put this together after nine months of dealing with this right after my mom's car accident. 
but I was blaming myself because my body has changed because of my commitment to not to no longer control the size of my body. My body has changed. It changed going into last summer and now it's been about the same size and shape or whatever. And so because I have shame that I, you know, that I am still working with in terms of owning, you know, and loving what my body looks like and getting over my, you know, anti-fat bias and all of this stuff, I have shame. And I was like, well, I know one of the things that causes acid reflux is it weight gain. And so this is my fault. And I'm getting emotional think, you know, sharing this like this isn't this is my fault. I'm embarrassed. And this is my fault. And it went undiagnosed for a while because it was manifesting as a cough and not as like a typical heartburn, which is another form of acid reflux called silent acid reflux that manifests in a cough. And it wasn't really until it was diagnosed that what it was that I started to really like connect the dots because it was a cough in September when her accident happened, you know, and it was a cough in October and it was a cough in November and it was a chronic cough that nobody could figure out in December. You know, my mom is now in the hospital four months and we're there every day. And, and I said to the doctor, I finally went to gastroenterologist recently. I didn't plan on sharing any of this, Rhonda. So this is the power of you, you know, and I went to the gastroenterologist recently and really, you know, I asked my mom to help connect me with the right doctor for me. And he was just really lovely. And I said, you know, do people have shame? Do you find that people have shame when they come in with chronic acid reflux? And he was just like, why? Why would they have shame? It's so common. Everybody has acid reflux. Like he didn't even understand what I was talking about. And I just, it was such a refreshing perspective, you know, because in my own little world, you know, this was something that I did to myself and that, you know, and like, and, and there are, I know people even close to me that suffer with things that they feel are as a result of their body size. And they don't even get help with it because they're blaming themselves and almost like, well, I deserve it. Or, you know, this is what I have to live with. And, you know, there's lots of different ways to treat things. It doesn't mean you have to change your body size in order to do it. So that is a long story to be in parallel with what it is that you're talking about, about how the body expresses in various symptoms. And we rarely get to the emotional cause to put a fine line on it, the stress, the stressor that created that particular symptom. And we're just, you know, we have so many wonderful drugs, which I am often, you know, grateful for in, in multiple situations, you know, with my mom, I was definitely very grateful that there was pain medication and things like that to make her final months, you know, comfortable, but, you know, we take it to an nth degree in our society. So, and I just know that's, you know, being around you all this time, I know that's what you stand for, you know, and you do have exceptional self-care rituals. Like you said, you know, you do your morning routine and you're feeling all peaceful, you know, and like, you know, you create this amazing, you know, high vibration, your vitality expert, high vibration for yourself, you know, and then you would, you know, go into your business and you would, there would be incongruencies and it wouldn't feel all that way. And you were confused. And I feel like, you know, definitely not alone in that. Yeah. Lisa, my heart is soaring. I get to be in this space and have that experience with you, my friend. I love you and I love this experience. And for us to understand, you know, that our body is an emotional 
being and I now I have my hand on my belly and my hand on my heart and I now tell myself which I couldn't do 12 years ago I love you and I hear my body or I feel my body purr <laughs> and mm. that is incredible and I never gave myself that experience because every time I would touch my body or I would feel this hatred and I didn't understand it. And that's why I had to get off of medicine after I was on medicine for 20 years is because I couldn't hear these things. I didn't understand that I couldn't touch my body without feeling something. Negative. If you, <laughs> oh, well, sometimes it was numbing. So mm. like nothing, but you're right, negative. Because under the current of the numbing, was the negative and so it was like i when i took that pill and i i talk about my angels like the, these lovely angels that are around me that i just didn't know i didn't really hear that there was this all this support we're not by ourselves here like we get to have this lovely insight and and be able to really tap into things and what really happened is I stopped taking that medicine. It was a small pill, but I knew that I was not systemically getting to these things that were affecting me in business. And I think everything is one. So when I'm talking about business, I'm talking about personal life too. Right. It all means the same. And I was in so much pain and not everybody knew because on the outside, I was working out. The medicine was helping my body regulate myself. So the hypothyroid, which usually you'll gain weight really quick because your body can't regulate itself very well. So I stopped taking that medicine. And you know what the beautiful thing that happened? I gained 60 pounds. And it was the most beautiful, beautiful thing. A health coach gaining 60 pounds just all of a sudden. And for me, it was like, well, Rhonda, this is a this is kind of scary. Like, what's the next thing I have to do? I wasn't getting there with them. I wasn't feeling what they were feeling because I didn't allow myself to go there. So how can I ask these people all those years before I stopped taking my medicine to do things is because I was one upping and I was like in my ego of like, well, this is what you need to do. And, and I went to health coaching school and I've been in the health industry. And all of a sudden, those things, those ego things were showing up. Well, gaining 60 pounds was beautiful. I got to feel what I needed to feel. I'm not telling everybody, go out there and just gain some weight and figure it out that way, because I'm not playing that way. What really happened for me is I felt how I felt like I was looking all my life. So I'd work out hard, hard, hard. I kept seeing a bigger body. Now I'm in this bigger body and I go, boy, this is beautiful because now I get to hear what I've been telling myself. You know, that cycled stuff. They said there is this stat out there that we say 60,000 words to ourselves. 80% is known to be negative. 90% of that is cycled stuff over and over and over. When I was taking my medicine, I didn't hear that 90% of over and over crap shit that was going on. When I took that veil off and I said, no more, and I gained that weight, it was like, I got to hear this freedom that was like, you're no good. You're like, and like all these things coming at me. And I cried and I go, 
okay, now this shit's opened up. Now I got the veil going that it's like, there's no veil. Like there's like, mm. it's all open up. And all of a sudden I could hear it and I could laugh and I could be with it and I could be sad and I could keep having incidents. And all of a sudden I'd hear you're crap, you're this, you're that. And it started riffing on me. And, and but then I could rectify it. I could go, oh, stop, 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 stop. I can hear it now. And my body started healing. And now I could start working out again because I was afraid to work out. I'd have some heart palpitations sometimes from not taking my medicine because I wasn't stepping in to being my best VIP client. And when I started stepping in, the inside, the inside of my body started toning. That means my mind, I started getting more primed up and listening to myself. My heart, my heart was aching for me. All this yeah. stuff, not being able to see myself. And so you see where I'm going with that, Lisa? Like, yeah. that's what I had to do. I don't tell people to get off of medicine, but I sure want them to be their best VIP client. So they can feel the vitality. What's stopping them? What do they need to heal? I am here to hold the space of the experience. And I love everything, every part of everybody's body and their journey. And the ego doesn't come in. I love, I love love. It's different. And thank you for saying that you're not suggesting that everybody go off medicine. I think that is a key part of your story. And the significance is that you listen to your body. And for you, it meant getting off this particular medicine. And that was your way of healing. I also appreciate that you gained weight to get to be healthier. And I really want to underscore that because in our culture, gaining weight is always bad under any circumstances and losing weight is always good under any circumstances, which is so far from the truth. And we see people whose body have changed and we make the assumption on either side. And for me, I gained weight through healing my relationship with food. You gained weight through changing your relationship with that medicine that you were taking and you know, what the narrative you've been telling yourself for 20 years that you needed that medicine, getting deeper in touch with your body. And many people lose weight when they're going through trauma. You know, my mom, my mom, my mom <laughs> lectured for Weight Watchers for 25 years. The last 10 years of her life, she could not gain. She was struggling to gain weight. Right. So the ironies of, you know, those things and I think sometimes fear of gaining weight, like I know I had a friend who was taking antidepressant. She was afraid to go off it because she was going to gain weight, you know, oh, no, actually it was the opposite. She was afraid to go on it. That's right. She was struggling with depression, anxiety, and she was afraid to go on medicine because one of the side effects was she was going to gain weight. And, and so she would rather have struggle with her mental health than have her body change size, which is, ah, oh, thank you, diet culture. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So I love this conversation and I think it's a really important one that people just listen to their body, whether it is going on a medication or going off a medication. Is that what you're saying? Like, just, you know, listen to your body and what it needs. And yeah. And, and it's about connecting with intuition. So I am a person that believes that everybody is a superstar out there. And I support speakers. That's, that is what my business is. Let's get out there. Hashtag speaker locking arms so that we can stop 
the shaming, the shaming of the, the fluctuation in weight, the shaming of how we're not supposed to be thinking on our own terms and the, the stuff debates out there that are just like so atrocious. And I think us speakers, if we can get into our intuition, we get to communicate better because we're all individuals. And the reason why our business doesn't grow besides the stuff we already talked about, which is so deep, but the communication, because we're so unique. So we need to learn to listen to our intuition so we can use the communication and express what we do authentically because nobody else can do that. That's why you're a superstar. That's what I do is like, how can we communicate what you're doing and also heal your body, heal your life, but heal your vocals so that you learn the special words that you, the way that you like to say things. And Lisa, I feel like I'm redefining the Webster dictionary. I feel like there's really no negative word out there because you can always find the flip side of what's really good about it, like failure, like gaining weight. Well, what's good about that? What, what are you talking about? Society mm -hmm. would say you should be losing weight. And so gaining the 60 pounds was powerful because I got to see people like there's some people that would bounce off me and they would almost like run away because they were scared that Rhonda has changed. And so some people thought yeah, that people I was are fucking terrified of fat. Oh, I mean, fucking oh, I got terrified. I got to see it. If they talk with you, they might get fat too. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and, and like, and so how, and also how dare Rhonda do that? Because I was, I was playing that game. You know, and so how can we run business and be in truth? It's all this stuff we're talking about. It's all this messy, really cool, fun stuff that you're like when you were sharing and you were and you and you got to really share your story in that moment. We were talking about body weight and acid reflex. I was smiling because it makes me feel so beautiful because I know the pain is that open spot that says, Yes, so I can tell myself I love myself more because I got it out there. There, I got it out open. Now it's okay. Yes. And you can I know confession is so powerful. So confession is so powerful, right? We do it every month in the GFR squad. Little plug for the GFR squad. Ron has been a member for, for the whole time that it's it's been around. And that's what we do. We take one of these GFR commandments, like the one, your favorite one today that you mentioned a couple of times is you said make yourself your VIP client. So that is number five, make yourself your most important client. And the confession question is, you know, if I was my own client, what would I tell myself? And that's what you were sharing is that you made yourself your own VIP client. And when we're on those GFR squad community confession calls, we focus on the confession question and I'm not coaching. No one's giving advice. Like we're just confessing. We're just confessing. And so it is It is so powerful, which is why I took the opportunity to do it on my show. And it's such an interest, like I had such embarrassment about that. And it's just like, but yet not about, you know, all the other stuff that I've shared on the show of non-monogamy and, you know, and <laughs> dieting and death and all these other things, you know, but my acid reflux and hanging my head in shame. It's just... But that's what we do is we create a whole story. You know, our shame is so sneaky, you know, so I invite, you know, everybody listening to see like, where is their hidden shame that is now impacting them as a business owner, as a parent in their relationships, you know, in their career, where and how is that showing up? So that's what I 
I feel like you're really illuminating for people today. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. I I'm learning every day and I appreciate being able to be here a second time and, and being in more truth because I feel like each day we're learning more about ourselves. So I appreciate being here again. Oh my goodness. So I, I will have, of course, links and everything in the show notes for how people to get in touch with you and get connected with your Fresh Inspiration show and you as a speaker and a health coach. Yes, y'all, she combines the two. It's really a beautiful, really a beautiful, unique gift that you're giving the world. So in our final little segment here, tell us how you went from being a CPA to a health coach. I just have to touch on that because I just get tickled when I think about you as a CPA. <laughs> I don't think about how how I show up now. People are like, "Oh, wait, how did you do that?" <laughs> and so I look, I look at that. I I loved being a CPA. I was in that world for ten years, but I really did get lost. I realized that I was trying to do something that really wasn't fit in who I was. But I loved, I, mean, I loved Excel and I loved all the <laughs> different little playful things that you get to do in Excel. She still I, loves a good spreadsheet, y'all. <laughs> I, I love a good spreadsheet. <laughs> but I loved consulting and, and being able to help people move forward, which is what my life has always been about. So that's why I loved it. But I didn't love sitting in my chair, look at the screen, and this works for some people. You know, and it didn't work for me. So I got lost and I felt like I was spiraling and told my hubby, I, after Jacob graduated from his kindergarten year, I looked at this whole big book of my beautiful boy, my first child, and I wasn't there, but I was there. There were pictures of me in that book because I went to school a couple times but I saw that I was never connected and I started remorsing about being a parent. I, I just, I was not there for Jacob and, and I realized I need to find my smile. I transitioned, I went back in the health industry and I started from there. People were paying me $20, Lisa, for coming and working out in my studio. They, people were like loving it. And it, but I loved it. It gave me healing, it gave me purpose and helped me start understanding what was important to me. So I washed away that CPA stuff. I'm like, that really isn't my personality. And it started growing into something beautiful now where I get to bring that information in, help businesses. I have some good logic around things, but I also get the spirit side of the 20 years in the health industry. And boy, do I love that combination. Figuring that out was a, a challenge for me, and I'm glad I, I've had you along the way because those blends are always like, if you're doing an event, it's either health, it's business, but nope, mm -mm, it's all as one. <laughs> right. I mean, it's holistic, right? I mean, that's what we say in Unmentor. It's like no topics off limit, you know, because <laughs> to pretend that there is, you know, I have my office door closes, but, you know, I'm in and out all day, you know, on the weekends or whatever, not necessarily to work, but because it's part of my home, you know, yeah. and yeah. just like that, you know, that is how our life is holistic. So I really yeah. appreciate you bringing that up. And, and I really appreciate what you are standing for in speaker locking arms and taking all of your experience. I mean, that's what I, I just, you know, that's what this show is about. It's about you know, okay, what is your story that brought you to where you are now in your business and your current expression? And I know for sure you're doing that because I get to be with you all the time. And 
now the GFR show audience gets to rub up against that as well. I'm so virtually rubbing. I'm so happy, Lisa. (laughs) You know, to to blend those two is pretty complicated. Now it feels very easy, but to transition, I felt so separated. I felt like I had three businesses and now I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's really one business because I just think that way. So I get to be that in the business and in this world. So I feel very fulfilled right now. Yay! Yeah, that's the changes, you know, like from the beginning and shaming myself and going down that deep and that crappy deep to not, I don't get there anymore because I understand that was from the beginning stages of my life. I don't need to go there. That's somebody else doing something to me. What do I do? I love myself. So it's a full circle. I show up in my business. When I'm doing my morning routine, it actually flows into my day. But when the bad stuff, and the, I shouldn't say bad or good, because I like to not like really play that way. But when the things, when I feel exhausted, I know that I won't go down that deep. So I have the safety. Because I feel we need the freedom, safety, and the vitality to live all out. That's important to me. Thank you so much, Rhonda Liebig. It has been a delight to have you back on the show. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Well, wasn't that so fun? I just love Miss Rhonda Liebig. The gift for our audience is her book called 14 Days to a Flat Belly. And she is reclaiming and redefining the whole drive our society has for a flat belly and brings in some new ideas around what our belly is trying to tell us. So I think you will enjoy that link in our show notes. And then she did a bonus segment. We recorded right after our interview, we recorded a bonus segment for our GFR squad members. And it's called Discover Your Healing Timeline to Increase Your Vitality in Life and Business. And she helps us to look at where events in our life may impact our body, our health expression, and other things. It may be holding us back in our business. So really cool thing. She hasn't taught it before and it's only for GFR squad members. So if you've been thinking about joining, now would be a good time to get access to Rhonda's bonus and also to hang out with us once a month at our GFR squad community confession call, where we take one of our commandments, maybe like Rhonda's favorite commandment, number five, make yourself your most important client. And we focus on the confession question and we just connect and, and speak our truth. So it's not a coaching, it's just really leaders and people that know that their healing and their evolution is tied to being able to fulfill their purpose in the world. And that's what we're all about on those calls. So it's only $20 a month. Yep. Only $20 a month. You can cancel at any time. So why not go to gfr.life trust squad, join for a month, check it out, come to a confession call. I would love to meet you and get to hang out with you. And if you're new to the show, please subscribe wherever you're listening or pick a podcast listening app like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play and subscribe or follow the show so you don't miss any of these amazing stories and it can keep you on track to fulfilling your purpose. All right, y'all. Bye for now.